Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Yes, sir. Reading loud and clear. 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 The clock has started. The clock has started. episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your host. Of course, right when we start. Welcome to the Speak Smallest Cast podcast. This podcast is designed for small government contractors, service providers, and manufacturers, part of the government contractor ecosystem, connecting people, organizations, and resources. I'm your host, Just Nate, uh, and this week, uh, co-hosting with me is Gigi. Greg Glover. Thank you, Just. Giga. Uh, and uh, we've got Hark Harold from EOS Worldwide back with us again. Hello. Um, and uh, we're going through a mini-series of the EOS model, and uh, we have been through, let's see, we've been through vision, people, data, issues, and now we're working on process, the process component. That is correct. Okay. Um, let's see. Any keeping we need to do? Housekeeping before we start that you can think of? Not offhand, I think uh, as we if we as we went through everything over the past uh, couple episodes, we've uh, gotten to that point now where we've got to get into the meat of what the process is and how they do their documentation and uh, do all the follow-ups. Okay. Well, with that, Ark, walk us through the process. And part of the process is documented and followed by all. Correct. Yeah. So those are the two tools or disciplines that we we teach the uh, team how to use. Okay. So again, so as a professional EOS implementer, I work with the leadership team to identify and to strengthen, well not identify, just help strengthen these six key components of their business. And product is the uh, process is the, the fifth key component. So process is simply about doing the most important things for the business the right way each and every time. It promotes consistency, quality, scalability, ultimately profitability, and it makes the business easier to run if you're doing the key things correct each and every time. So what we do is uh, work with the leadership team to first identify what are their true core processes. And so we have a uh, uh, approach to that, which is a three-step process uh, documenter. So first is to identify, and that the, what are the true core processes? Maybe there's an HR process, a sales process, a customer service process, a few ops processes, but it's really what are those handful of uh, core processes? And then, uh, again, as part of EOS, as we've discussed, is to simplify. And so for one thing, we want to make sure we use the same name. Everybody on the team is using the same thing. 
So it's not one person's not calling it the people process, another person's not calling it the HR process, somebody else says it's talent management. It's we want to identify and get the leadership team and then everybody in the organization. This is what the core process is. This is what we're talking about. Um, then we we document it. And when I, again, when I say we, I'm talking about the leadership team and, and they're responsible for doing this. Now they may have other people in their, their organization who do the documentation, but when I say the we, it's the collective we, right? So we document the process at a 2080 entrepreneurial approach uh, to documenting the process, just to simplify them in when we're documenting. So we look at what are the 20% of the steps that get you 80% of the way there. So you don't have an 800-page standard operating procedure that nobody really reads anyway, right? Uh, and so we really want to keep it to one to five pages on what is the steps in this core process? What are the key steps? We want to systemize the routine so we can humanize the exception, right? Uh, and we talk about like when I was deployed over in Iraq, I was the civil engineer squadron commander. I was responsible for base recovery after attack. We get a rocket attack on the base. Um, we have to recover the base, right, to get it back so that we were a divert base for F-16s so that they could land there. So we have to make sure the runway's safe, et cetera. So, you know, uh, at a real high level, our, our core process was, you know, we'd, we'd get a rocket attack on the base. We'd convene in the command post we'd get reports from each of the organization. We would, um, you know, if the if rockets had landed on, on the base, we'd send out the explosive ordnance disposal team, the EOD and the fire department. Uh, we would monitor their progress, and again, they're out there doing it. And then once we got the reports back, we would declare it all clear. So, you know, at a high level, and then there's steps underneath there, right? But what we want to document at the high level is those 20% of the steps that get you 80% of the way there. Okay. Um, and then from there, we review each of the processes with, with the leadership team. They have to agree that this is the right core process. And then we compile those handful of core processes into a binder or an electronic, you know, whatever. Uh, and that becomes that company's, we encourage them to call it, that's that company's way. That's the XYZ way. SOP, Standard Operating Procedure or whatever. Yeah, but it, it's the way they do their business. Okay. So we really want to just get it so that it's documented. So that's the first tool or discipline for processes is simply to document and simplify and get those, you know, compiled, right? Then the second discipline is the followed by all. And so how do you get these to be followed by everybody, right? Um, and so the first thing you have to do is train people, right? Everybody that touches that process needs to be trained on what the process is. Again, if you're going to hold them accountable, it would be nice if you told them what it was. Exactly. Uh, and then measure. So how do you measure that the process is being followed? Maybe it's a scorecard measurable. We talked about the data component previously. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But some way to measure to see if that process is being followed. And then um, uh, what we call LMA, which is Leadership Management and Accountability, holding people accountable if, to follow that process. So when we talked about our issues uh, last week, right, we said that 
we want to identify down to the root cause. So we want to find out like if if something is not happening that should, is that a people issue or is it a process issue? Because you're going to resolve and solve for those issues differently. So we need to make sure that uh, is it a process issue and if it or is it a people issue and if it's a people issue where they're not following the process that we hold them accountable to that. Have you seen Park where they where some companies may change their process depending upon the customer. Um, depending on the so their core process depending on the customer, I would say it would most likely have branches or sequels because there's okay. going to be some core steps that are the same. Yeah. And yeah, and so then it may be, hey, if this is this kind of customer, we're going to go this path. Okay. Yeah, and and it might be dependent upon which tool you use, right? Maybe if I if I'm a commercial customer, I'm going to use this tool. But if I'm working with a DOD customer, I might have to use this tool because they want something different or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there's going to be some core steps. But you will have a tool that you will use as an example. Yeah. It's just which one you choose. I guess you'd call that a branch. Okay. Right. And then uh, update the core processes. So again, ideally over the course of the, the two years I'm typically working with a client, we've identified all of their core processes. We've documented them compiled them and trained people on them and are, are monitoring them by the end of that two-year journey that we are on to strengthen the six key components of their business. And so once they get there, then we want to make sure that those don't become shelfware, right, that they're actually being used and updated and looked at. So as part of the update is, you know, we encourage them on a recurrent basis to just go through and review the core processes. Again, these are one to five, one to five page high level documentation. And when you get to the training aspect, which I talked about, you know, earlier as, as part of the followed by all, how you train people is dependent what makes the most sense. Maybe you do a video, right? And that's how you train people. Maybe it's hands-on, maybe it's a uh, a manual, maybe it's an over-the-shoulder type of thing, right? So the training on the processes varies according to the needs of the users. Okay. And then, but and that's what that's where the follow by all comes in, right? Is how you train that, how you get them to follow that process. Because <coughs> <coughs> I think some of the problems, excuse me, some of the problems that you have is some people just don't want to follow process, right? Because they're right. they're rogues. Right. And then that's where we go to the right people, right seats. Yeah. We come back Accountability. To, to, to the to the people issue and we then resolve that with a, a focusing on that, not the process. You know, and, and you know, I was talking with somebody and they were like, Well hey, our our you know, uh, our service process or, or we had a service issue, right? And so as, and that was identified as an issue uh, for their for them to IDS, like we talked about last time, with identify dis- to the root cause, discuss it briefly, and then solve it with re- actions that preclude it from recurring. And so if it's a service challenge or issue that they're having, we say, okay, let's identify. What, what drove that? Was it a, do we have a process? Was the process not followed? Is the process wrong, right? So we really need to dig deeper to get to the true root cause, because that's when we talked about having thing precluding things from recurring, right. right? Is to get to the root cause. You're not just dealing with the symptoms. So as an implementer, do you help the companies write those processes? So no. So the people who do it have to write it, right? So okay. 
I will help them. Uh, my role as an implementer is to help them identify those handful of core processes okay. and then hold them accountable for determining what the, that goes on their issues list that they have to document these processes. And we talked last time, or last week, about long-term issues and short-term issues. Yeah. And typically if they have, let's just say they, they end up with 10 core processes, what they'll do is identify, hey, this next quarter we're gonna deal with these two core processes. And they'll make them a rock, a priority for right. that quarter, right? And assign it to somebody on the leadership team who's accountable to make sure it gets done. Again, they may not be writing the process. In fact, depending on the size of the company, they're maybe the worst person to write it because you want the people who are actually doing it to, to, to document it. Um, but they're accountable for making sure it happens in that quarter. And so, you know, they'll knock them out over the course of those two years and they may do three one quarter, two the next quarter, or if one's really urgent, they may move it up. Uh, but it's up to, I will help them to identify what those core processes are and talk about the three-step process and then it's up to them to, to actually do the work. Have you, have you ever had a leadership team that was opposed to documenting their process? So not at the 2080 level, not, okay. not at the core process, the, the way we look at it, right? Um, because again, we're talking about systemizing what are the things that are most important for your organization? You need those to be systemized so that at the, the 2080 rules so that you can exceptionalize the, the, or humanize the exceptional. So haven't had that pushback. Okay. So, go ahead. No. no. Uh, can you can you walk through the three step the three steps again? Yeah. So uh, first is to simply um, identify the handful of core processes, and typically, if they're working with an implementer, I will come in and I will facilitate that discussion. So we're going to identify what are those handful of core processes and agree on what we're going to call them. Again, because we want to simplify. If people are calling them different things, it's going to confuse people. So we, what is the simple way to do this? Okay. Um, Everybody's got to be on the same sheet of music. Everybody on the same sheet of music. You can't say talent uh, you know, management and somebody else is saying it's our training program. Yep. That's not the same thing. Um, and then to, to document, so step one is to identify, step two is to document them uh, again and simplify them while you're documenting them. So make sure that, that you're identifying those steps. The way we do it typically is, you know, like I kind of did for that uh, base recovery after attack, this is the high level. Then we're gonna fill some bullets in underneath that. Uh, and then that's what we're gonna say, we're gonna get everybody on the leadership team to agree, these are the, the, the core process, these are the steps. And then the third step is to put them into a binder or a okay. shared drive or whatever that is. And, and this is the, you know, the quantum way or whatever it is, right? So it's, this is the way we operate our business. And when you guys, step two is to document and simplify them. Does, EO, does the EOS model have a template for that? I mean, if companies are small enough, they've, or even if they're, Big enough. I, I've seen companies that are 10, 20 people that have, like Greg said, have never written down a process. Right. And so this is about yeah, identifying what they are. And because what you want is that you could give this to somebody, right? If, if the, the primary person isn't there, or I, I always use the run over by the bus scenario, right? Well, yeah, hit, like, hit by the bus. That's a standard thing. You don't want the company to fail. 
So this is about what's good for the company, and it's a priority for the organization that we identify these core processes and have them documented and simplified so they can be followed. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, example like for the HR process, right? So let's say we decide we're gonna call it the HR process, you know, uh, and this is everything with HR, right? How we, how we search for people, how we interview people, how we hire them, how we onboard them, how we uh, do quarterly conversations with them to, to, for feedback, uh, annual reviews, and then how we terminate, right? So those are, the, those are the high level, and then a few bullets underneath each of those about what you do from there. Now, like if you have an HR person who's doing that, they may have some other steps underneath that, right? But at a high level, this is how we go about with our HR process. Good. I, and so one of a couple things that I caution, um, I've been through this writing, writing processes for companies before. One of the things I found is, number one, watch out for do loops, right, in, in the vernacular of software development, um, or a loop that you're stuck in that you cannot get out of, right? If it keeps sending you back and back and back, if, 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 if your employees can't follow the process, it's not simplified enough. Um. <laughs> Okay, uh, you're fired, <laughs> producer Jen. Um, so yeah, so watch out. Number one, watch out for do loops, um, and number two, I think one of the things that you have to kind of watch out for is make sure that um, you don't tend, you don't fall into the trap of writing a process because that's how your customer wants you to do it. It's your company. You need to write the process for your company, not based on any one customer. Right. I would say. Yeah, and you you. Document it, <clears throat> to your point, how you do it, um, not what you want to do. It's, it's how you do it. Now, if you need to, if you need to change it, i.e. to make it what you want to do because it's not producing the results you want, then yes, go ahead and modify it. Sure. But I, I, I've, I've been in companies where they've said, well, the customer would like us to do this <coughs> this way because that's the way they do it. Well, if it's the way they do it, why don't they do it then? Obviously, they hired you for a reason to be an expert in that area. So be an expert, right? Don't don't write your process to follow just one customer because what are you going to do with the next customer then? Now you've got process on top of process. When I was working for that large company, uh, I remember I was going through my very first master's <coughs> degree and they had told you, um, I read a book one time that's, I don't remember what the book was, but you should never have more than 12 core processes is what the book had told me. Right. Um, and then I started looking at the processes that we had implemented. We called them uh, work instructions. I think it was the down to the level of the employee the, called work instructions. Um, but they didn't have tiers. So it, that was the core processes. We had 468 of them. And anytime somebody asked me, what do I, how do I do my job as a lead engineer or something like that? I'd be like, I, I have no clue. I can tell you where the processes are, but to tell you how I do it, I can't follow any one process to tell me how to do it because I'm stuck in this loop. This one references this one. Now it references back to this one, and then back to the original one. I'm like, I can never get out of this loop, so it's just, it's worthless. So yeah, you can have too many, death by process. Yeah, and that's exactly, we talk about the eight to 12 handful of core processes, identifying what those are, and then when you document at that, you know, one to five page level, one to three page level, you really simplify it, and you get down to where 
these are the key steps that need to be done the same way each and every time to produce the desired result. You know, if you have it in, in there where, well, for this customer, we're going to modify, that's not really a core process because your process is we're just going to wing it every time. I, well, you write it down, I guess. Yeah. It's a process. It's a customer process then. Yeah. And how many processes for how many customers is an yeah. infinite, you know, has an infinite potential. Right, which loses the scalability, consistency, quality, profitability, ease of management that we're trying to get to. Because again, what we're trying to help business owners do is get more of what they want out of their business. And I haven't heard one of them yet say, I want my life to be really, really complicated and I want to work you know, 100 hours a week. So maybe there's one out there, but I yeah. haven't heard it yet. I don't think they say that, but I bet some of them write the processes to <clears throat> drive them to that as well yeah. because they're not simplified. Yeah. So uh, when we had started, I believe you had mentioned that there's a book written specifically around process, right? Yeah, so we have what we call the Traction Library, okay. which Traction is obviously in there. Uh, some of the other books that I've brought previously, uh, Get a Grip, what the heck is EOS? The newest addition to the Traction Library is a book called Process. And it was written by Mike Payton and Lisa Gonzalez uh, about this three-step pro I mean, it, it goes into much more detail on the process component of okay. the EOS model. So who, who are these people? So Mike is a former, uh, again, in our vernacular, the visionary for EOS. So he was in that role for a while. Oh, for EOS itself? For EOS Worldwide. Okay. Yep. He was, he was the visionary for EOS Worldwide. Uh, he has since moved on from that position, and is, he's still an implementer, but he's no longer the visionary. He's just a transition. Um, and he's written a few of the books in the library or coordinated on them. Uh, and Mike, uh, so he was that. Uh, Lisa Gonzalez is an EOS implementer. Uh, who is actually based out of the Denver area. And so she was, uh, those two are the co-authors of that one. The people component uh, is actually, uh, a book is being written right now to add a to the traction library on the people component that we talked about a, a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, I just happened to see this. This is the book that you, uh, you had sent me a link to this book. It's actually on Amazon as well. Um, do they, do they have audio versions of these books as well? Yes, they, they do. do. Yes, do you, they do. Have you listened to them? I have. Do you recommend reading the book or listening to them? Uh, it really is personal preference. Um, it's harder to underline in an audible book. Uh, <laughs> True. It, you can bookmark. You can bookmark, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have found, I have both, because I have found it, I like to listen to the book, and then when I go through, I will either look for the sections where, like, I want to, I want to see that for myself and yeah. explore it more in depth, or I want to, you know, dog ear the page or whatever. Highlight that portion. I'm, I'm a huge yeah. audiobook fan myself. So yeah, it makes yeah. two of us. Two two hour commute every day. Yep. Uh, so I get through lots and lots of audiobooks actually. Yeah. So I, I will listen to a book and then uh, again, if it's something I want to like reference, then I will buy the physical product yeah. so I can have that. Or but don't. Be careful, because uh, his wife will beat you up if she sees you marking in a book, though. That is true. Uh, I believe you told me that a couple weeks ago. Because I, I, yes. I've got tons of notes inside this attraction book right now. To me, a book is a reference guide. You go back, you highlight, you make notes in it, and this kind of thing. 
my wife says yes. she destroyed the book. I've actually had to buy a second copy of a book because it was her book. I started highlighting in it. She's like, you've ruined my book. Well, I will say, if it's if it's not my book, I'm not going to highlight or market it because if I if, so, if I lend somebody a book and they did that to my book, I wouldn't be able to read it again either because what you highlight, I guarantee you, is not going to be what I'm going to highlight, Gigi. Yeah. yeah, but she said I could use it. And another good trick, right, is in the front cover to write down the page numbers of stuff that you that you want to be able to reference, so you're yeah. not trying to look through it, going, which highlight is this? Yeah. No, That's good. a great note. I have not thought about that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So you can have a process for how you, <laughs> you know, get your information. You could. Exactly. Keep it simple, stupid as well, too. Yes. Anything else that we haven't talked about on the process end? I mean, we've walked through it pretty, pretty in-depth on the process. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, the, the process component is... It, it, and again, all of these tools are simple, real-world, practical tools. They, like what we talked about today is not rocket science, right? It's about documenting, identifying your core processes, documenting them, putting them somewhere, training people on them, identifying, you know, uh, monitoring that they're being followed, uh, holding people accountable, and updating it. None of that's rocket science. But because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And so, so that's the key, is these are simple tools for all of the coder components, but don't confuse simple with easy to do. And so when you're, when you're documenting your processes, when you're identifying them, just you know follow the steps, and it's right there. Sometimes easy is, sometimes easy is hard. Harder to do it because you're like, it's, you, you, it's a mindset. You gotta get into that mindset of uh, simple and easy. So, correct. This is easy. Why do simple, I need to document it? Simple mindset. Like, I'm going to follow you along to learn that simple mindedness way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hark, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, so, the easiest way is to go to harkeos.com. That'll take you to my website. And from there, uh, you can reach out, uh, connect there. I will, you can request a free copy of the book Traction, uh, you can fill out an organizational checkup where you can identify how strong you already are or how strong you think you are in each of the six key components of the business, uh, and then we can uh, have a conversation. Okay. Well, uh, I think we have one more component to talk about. We're going to do that next week, and we're going to be talking about Traction. Traction. We're bringing it down to the ground. We're talking about execution. We're talking about how you do all these things and make it happen. Okay. Outstanding. Well, until uh, next time, Just Nate signing off. Thanks for listening. You've reached the end of another episode of the Smalls Cast podcast. Connect with us at thesmalls.org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. See you at the next episode.